background in physical education and athletics, he started envisioning a, play, a place, which you saw in the video, a place where individuals with special needs could participate in meaningful physical activity, and thus Fitness for Focus was created. Chris, it's great to have you here this morning. And uh, This is crazy. Wait, <laughs> is this on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is crazy. Well, it's good to have you in Chapel Hill. Tell us about uh, your time here at ENC um, and your journey while you were a student here. Um, well, let me real quick... I can talk forever. If you have to cut me off, just shut me up. Uh, I am. Uh, I was born out in Olathe, Kansas. My dad uh, was doing seminary out there. Um, moved to Maryland and uh, grew up. My dad started a church in Maryland. Moved to Hershey, Pennsylvania when I was five. Um, I am a Red Sox fan, though. So Let me cut you off right there, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I, figured I, I figured I'd throw that in there. Because then you would maybe take what I have to say and, and actually listen to it. So, for all of you that aren't Red Sox fans, sorry. Um, I was actually supposed to go to Mount Vernon two weeks before, two three weeks before I, I Nazarene University. Yes, yeah, Nazarene, out in Ohio, and uh, a couple of weeks, a month or so before, um, a guy called called named James Hayward. Uh, he said, uh, "Chris, I have a spot for you at ENC." I have a spot for you at ENC, and I was like, whatever, whatever. I kept saying whatever to the guy, and then finally, a couple weeks before, completely switched, came up north, and uh, not out to Ohio. So, um, uh, got to school, played soccer um, all four years, played uh, a little bit of, I know a lot of you soccer players are like, that guy's 6'3", what is he doing playing soccer? He shouldn't even be on the pitch. I know what a soccer field's really called. Um, but, uh, played soccer. Um, didn't really work too hard in academics. I'm not saying that I condone that and that you should do that, but, um, yeah, so I came up to college and uh, did the old college thing. So, Tell us about your spiritual journey at that time and what you were wrestling with or going through. Or... Um, well, in 1992, my brother passed away in a car accident. I was 12 years old, um, and I came... I came to college as a Christian, and uh, yeah, so I, I, I was always a Christian. I grew up, I grew up in church. My dad's a pastor. I'm, a, I'm in Christian high school. I'm in a Christian college, and uh, I was a Christian. I, was doing, I know all the Bible stories. I know everything. I'm doing it. I'm a Christian. I'm set, and um, so... My spiritual life at college, I was a Christian. You know, I, I, I was just doing it. I'm, I'm already, I'm, it's on automatic. I grew up in it. So uh, um, I got up to college and I uh, took a class, PhilQuest, and many of you guys will take it or have taken it. And it, it essentially rocked my world. It, it, God, God used that class to slap me around a little bit and... Um, and, and slapped me in the face. But from the time I was 12 until the time I was about 23 or 24, I did not really have a relationship with Christ. I was a Christian. I didn't have a relationship. I was, I was just a Christian. And um, so I hit that, if you guys like my white short socks, once you become a father, psh, you dress however you want. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I just saw that. Uh, 
I was going to say something earlier. But I, I was a Christian, and um, I took PhilQuest, and it rocked my, it rocked my world. Um, the professor was Dr. Ord at the time. And um, I remember taking the class, and then I remember I was dating somebody, and I was out on Wollaston Beach, and I was, like, smashing the horn of my car, trying to figure out why a, a loving God, a caring God, a God that, that wants the best for us would take my brother from me. And uh, I remember I was, you guys are, I think everybody's of age, they can hear this. I was on Wollaston Beach and I was flipping God off and I was saying, you don't exist. There's no way that you exist. And uh, I feel like at that time, and in the meantime, I don't think my teachers knew this was going on. How you doing, Doc Detweiler? Um, they didn't know this was going on. I, I hid it well. Um, my friends really didn't know. Um, but, uh, at that time when I was telling God he didn't exist, I feel like he was just smiling and he was just like, that's cool. That's fine. You just wait. I do exist and you'll see that. So it's kind of my spiritual life kind of in a nutshell. And uh, you mentioned Doc D. Uh, tell us about um, your relationship with her and how special that must be. Yeah. Um, Doc D., she was fun. We played badminton for our classes. You, you phys ed majors know how it is. I remember at one point in time, um, Doc D. said to me, you're, she pretty much said, she said it as nice as she could. But I think, I was telling him this morning, I think Doc D was like, man, I see potential in this kid, but he's just lazy or whatever, you know? And at one point she was like, you are horrible with academics. In a nutshell, kind of said that. Like, you don't do any work. Your test scores are bad. Your homework's mediocre. But she, she did say that you could teach a, anybody to throw a ball or kick a ball properly, and, and you do have that skill set. So I remembered that down the road. That was something that you just continued to, re- to, to be reminded of years later, even, you told me. Yeah, I mean, if, if I didn't think of the positive side, I probably would have I probably would have fought her. I would think, <laughs> I gone. And, and no one ever feels that way no, about Doc uh-uh. D. So no, it's, it's amazing that she's my favorite, actually. Um, so you graduate. Well, you, you had to finish up a couple classes somewhere else, but basically you did get a degree from Eastern Nazarene College. Um, it's post-college. What, what's life like for you? And I assume you had that relationship with Christ, uh, came to a point about age 22 or 23. And, uh, yeah, um, yeah, after college, I, you know, I, I, I really, didn't, really didn't start working on my relationship with Christ too much. Kind of floundered around a little bit, did what I did what I wanted to do. I built paver patios, like I said in that, that video. I felt unfulfilled, like, hey, yeah, I just built you a paver patio. Cool. Enjoy it. Invite me over for a cookout sometime. <laughs> um, but I felt unfulfilled, and, uh, yeah, so just kind of feeling unfulfilled. Uh, quit that job and floundered around for a little bit. And then a friend of mine said, well, I'm a TSS, therapeutic staff support, and I go to school with some autistic kiddos and some other special needs kiddos, and um, I just help them stay focused in school. So, so you became, eventually became a TSS, and uh, tell us a little bit about 
Yeah, uh, I, uh, I started TSSing, I believe it was 2005-ish. And uh, the first um, person I TSSed with was the guy on TV, um, Tommy. So uh, he was 10 at the time, and uh, now he's 18. And he comes to the gym and works out. And, um, yeah, so I TSSed for a while. And while I was TSSing, uh, I took Tommy outside on uh, a little recess break, and I bounced a ball to him, and he kind of did one of these. <laughs> and that was like 10 seconds after it passed. And instantaneously, I kind of had a flashback of Doc D saying, um, you know, you could teach people to do this. You, you do stink at work, though. I kind of remember that, too. <laughs> and, um, and I immediately thought, you know, these kiddos need a place where they can go get better at things. And that's kind of, we were talking earlier today, it was in that moment with Tommy, uh, I guess, that bouncing of that ball that really just changed the whole direction of your life in many ways and started. Tell us about the journey for fitness, for focus. Yeah. Um, you know, I believe, I believe, the reason I, one of the main reasons I came to ENC, I believe, was uh, so God could, so I could take that class, that one, that one class. I played soccer. I took some other classes. But I think God really wanted me to figure out if I believed in him and if I trusted him and if I loved him. And uh, so I came to ENC, and um, that's where kind of everything started working out for me. But Jeremiah 29.11 says, who knows Jeremiah 29.11? A lot of you, right? I mean, you've known it since you were two years old probably, along with Noah's Ark story and everything else. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, right? And to give you a hope for a future. And while I was here, the, the footprint of all of that was just really starting for me. God was really just saying, you don't believe in me now. That's fine. That's cool. I don't care. But you will, and it'll be stronger than it ever was. So um, I kind of had this idea for Fitness for Focus, and I was like, a gym for individuals with special needs? How does that work? I'm not a businessman. All of this, you know, um, all of this stuff that I was just like, I can't do this, you know? I kind of felt like Moses, like, I can't do that, God. And uh, then I told a couple people about it, and they were like, that's a great idea. You need to start that. And um, so it was on the back burner for like two years. And then I, I think I eventually, my I met Ashley, and she had to do a project for school. And I kind of kicked off Fitness for Focus, and it was called Raising the Bar for Autistic Children and Youth. It's a little bit of a long name. It's not like Nike or <laughs> Reebok. And it didn't work. It really was like, uh, I think people were like, holy mackerel, like, if I have to tell somebody where my kid's going to work out, it'll take me a while. But um, <clears throat> so I kind of, that didn't really work out. And then I was sitting at a school in Hershey. It's uh, called St. Joan of Arc, little Catholic school there in Hershey, working with one of my little, my little kiddos. And I was sitting there talking to another TSS. Her name's Jerry Earl. And I was like, man, I got to start this thing. I don't know what to call it. And I was like, I want to use fitness to gain focus. And she was like, how about 
fitness on focus, fitness, blah, 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 fitness for focus. And I was like, okay, cool. And it kind of just snapped. So uh, fitness for focus, I try and uh, I try and work on strength, coordination, cognitive abilities, and o- overall health and wellness. And so there are, this is not, this is actually a relatively new concept. You said there are a lot of therapists and stuff, but tell us what's different from a, a child going for therapy and when they go to your place. Um, you know, when, when a kiddo comes into me, um, I really try and pour my attention and everything I have into those, those kids, or I, you know, I have a couple of adults, but the individual. And um, I really, you know, when they go to a hospital, they're just, they go through the door, they're just another, sometimes they're just another statistic or a number or, or a person or patient. And uh, I try not to be like that because... Um, I, and honest, honestly, it, take the story of Jesus and the woman at the well. Like if he would have just kind of said, hey, what's going on? Give me some water. Um, she wouldn't have changed. Her life wouldn't have changed. Uh, so I kind of try and take uh, every individual that comes in just as another, another way for me to serve, another way for me to improve uh, what somebody can do. And, um, and, of course, when it's your own business, I mean, you're really – you don't want to give a horrible product, but uh, I really try and pay special attention. And most of the time that means um, maybe crawling around on the ground, laying, or laying on the ground, rolling on the ground, doing what kids do. So, um, yeah. So the first name you had, uh, that, that didn't work out as much, but tell us about how Fitness for Focus got started and you were a little concerned it might not last, and then what's been going on the last year to 18 months? Yeah, Fitness for Focus... Um, I started it in the back of Hershey Church in Nazarene, where my dad pastors, using just a kind, kind of a little small space. And uh, most of the kiddos that came in would lay down on a mat and just raise their legs because imagine never having worked out or run or not, not having done that much. You have to start very basic. So I just started out very basic with a lot of these individuals. And um, things seemed to work. Parents were like, "Yeah, this is nice." I saw. I didn't see weight la- or weight loss drop, but I saw weight loss maintained. So a kiddo might be two hundred pounds uh, January of twenty ten, and they were two hundred pounds January twenty eleven. And I got a comment from a parent that said, uh, "The doctor said that's awesome. They haven't gained any weight this year. What did they do?" And uh, it was just a matter of really um, incorporating a little bit more movement into their life. And with incorporating movement and showing parents that they can do more, I've seen parents change their thinking a little bit too, which has been really great. So um, it started, the ball started to roll. I felt like God was saying, uh, you need to get out of the space you're at and you need to change your life up um, a little bit more. Um, and I, I had a friend that called me and said, are you looking for some space? I've got some space to rent. And I ended up moving into a gym and then <clears throat> April, this past April, um, I think at that time I had like six, five, six clients. This past April, WGAL came out the first morning we moved into that new space. And uh, they did that new shoot. And I got, I think, maybe eight or nine clients from that. And then the school did an article. And uh, the Hummelstown Sun, where the gym is, did an article and actually, after, after April, May, May, Amelia came, 
uh, his wife my and daughter, daughter. She's over there. Right over here. She's yeah. <laughs> she's the size of a one year old. Uh, they're saying she's going to be a giant. <laughs> I don't know who that I I don't know who that guy was in the cafeteria I saw last night, but he was like twelve foot twelve inches. <laughs> I hope he's on the basketball team, but uh, I hope she's not that tall. That would be crazy. Um, but yeah. Uh, Amelia came along, and my clientele dropped for the summer, and I was like, oh, no. And that was baby. this summer. This, was this, this summer, yeah. yeah. Baby, money, uh, you know, you start to worry as a parent. Diapers, food, all this stuff. You guys will figure it out. Jay knows now because he just had a second the other Jay day. Jay Gavoni has a baby girl. Baby girl. Got to pray for that. Forgot about that. Thank you. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. Um, so started to get worried, and um, my wife – really all along. She's a nurse, and she kind of has been supporting us uh, a little bit through this, and she was like, keep doing what you're doing. You know, it'll work out, and the Hummelstown Sun did an article, and like end of July, August, when school, when parents started thinking about school again, um, the clientele just kind of went through the roof. Uh, I've got like 28 clients now, I think, that come to the gym, um, and I have, there's a school in Hershey. It's a school for autistic kids called the Vista School. And I do a group session over there on Tuesdays, and I have 10 clients there. So, um, yeah. What, uh, and what is your, well, we just got a few, and there's two questions I want to ask. And we only got a few minutes. And, but tell us why you love these kids. Um. Back in seventh grade in middle school, there was a, a, a guy, his name was Jimmy, and he was blind. And uh, I used to help him with his books, taking his books to school or to classes, just helping him out. He was a great guy, loved to play piano, and a uh, great musician. And um, so as I look back at my life, I realized that God, even when I was younger, was kind of just uh, shaping my heart and my mind to, to do what I'm doing right now. So, all the way from seventh grade. <laughs> yep. And fitness for focus, the future. What do you envision? Uh, what are you hoping for? Uh, where do you see uh, God leading you in this? Um, I hope to expand. I believe that's what God would want. Um, I believe that God wants us to not only uh, continue to strive. I don't. I don't think God wants us to plateau in life and just kind of cruise through life. Um, no matter where you're at, if you're if you love God or you don't love God, or you hate God right now. Um, Jeremiah 29, 11 holds true for everybody that's in here. It doesn't matter where you're at. He's working on you. And if you don't think he is, that's fine. That's cool, because I didn't, and he was. So um, just, uh, yeah, growth. I, I think that every, you know, kid, not even just special needs kids, but in America, we've we've got an epidemic, um, you know, of, of tons of stuff, lack of movement, and uh, to grow, and to just be able to continue to serve. My dad always said, your job's a ministry, son, and I used to say, no, it isn't. It's not. For some people, a job's just a job, but when Christ calls you to go out and preach the good news, your job is a ministry. Your life is a ministry, and uh, if you don't do that right now. I would encourage you, if you have to, go down to Wallace and Beach and have it out with God. 
and come back three, five, six, seven years later and, and see where God's taken you because he will, he will continue to prune what he needs to. And we chatted as you're looking to expand, certainly in that area up in Harrisburg and York, I think you said around that area. Uh, you're a little nervous because you don't have a business background. Help and find connections there. Um, and starting areas, you need others that maybe have a similar academic background that you have or others that just love these kiddos, as you mm -hmm. keep saying. So uh, Chris is here all weekend and after chapel, and if you'd like to talk uh, with him more about this, really, I think this is just the beginning. I really do. I have just been amazed uh, reading about you and watching your life. And I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that in chapel we had a, a minister that, in a ministry that focused on a group of forgotten people, seafarers, mission. And uh, today I think you are serving and representing Christ to a group that we often push aside even in the church. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Yep. Uh, we need more like that. And I'd love for more of you to talk uh, with him. Uh, before we conclude, um, we de definitely want to pray. But I am also just amazed by your story. And, and the, um, Tommy really ministered to you. I mean, Tommy changed your life. The moment that ball bounced, uh, Tommy's ministry to you has been a blessing to you and your family and now an extension to us. So I just think it's important that we meet and say hello to Tommy. So, Tommy, will you come forward and c come up here and let us uh, thank you and welcome you this morning. <laughs> What's up? Well, Tommy, is it, you, you doing okay with this guy? Is he giving you any, you like this guy, Chris, here? Like yes. All right. All right. Tom, Tommy, do you like me or not like me? I like you. Uh, a lot of times Tommy will say he likes everything. He just says yes to everything. But Do you like working out or not like I working out? I liked working out. Sweet. Awesome. Well, let me pray for these and two incredible men. Tommy, thank you for the influence you've had on Chris's life. Thank you for your life and your ministry, and thank you for blessing us being here today. Chris, thank you, and to your family and your daughter. You are a wonderful witness to us. That's all right. You can say whatever you want, Tommy. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for this gift you have given this community this morning by having these incredible men of God uh, join us today and hear a little bit about their story. Uh, we, th we are thankful for them. I'm thankful for their ministry. I pray just a great blessing and future upon Fitness for Focus. I pray that it expands and goes all around the world, Lord, and that maybe there are some in this room this morning that want to be a part of that. Lord, open our eyes, open our ears to those that have been pushed aside and those who have been forgotten, and help us to be the people of Christ to respond and reach out in the same way that Chris and Ashley and his family has. I, again, pray your blessing and anointing upon them. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Let's thank these guys one more time. Thanks for having us, everybody. And before you go, let us stand and we give praise to God for them. We give praise to God for this day by singing together. Praise God. For